Hello and welcome to the Graniac Podcast. I'm Bill Free, and I'll be your host. Here in downtown Stuttgart, Arkansas, with Riceland Foods, the rice and duck capital of the world. Today we have a, a very special guest and a good friend of mine and uh, uh, by the name of Kevin McJilton. And Kevin and I have been running this place now for, what, 20, <laughs> 20 years plus? Uh, Myself, 36, but uh, Kevin's been around for a little over 20 years. He's got a new job now. I'd like to introduce our new CEO, visit with him here for a little bit, and ask him ask him some questions. Let uh, our farmer members get to know Kevin better, get to know him as well as we do. That way y'all can uh, come out to our winter meetings later in the in the month, get to know him on a, on a personal basis. You'll, you'll know a little bit more about him after this podcast, so so he won't be a stranger to you when when uh, you get to meet him at the at the winter meetings. Kevin, welcome. Bill, thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to have you. It's uh, it's an honor and and a pleasure to sit here and visit with you in your new role. Why don't you give our farmer members some some background on on yourself and and your career here at Riceland? Sure, Bill. Well, I'm I'm a product of Arkansas. I'm from Hamburg originally. Uh, went to college down at the University of Arkansas at Monticello. Oh, Bo Weevil. Uh, Bo, Bo Weevil. That's right. Yeah. And uh, got my start in the rice industry in 1995. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louis Dreyfus owned a little rice mill there in McGee, so I started out buying rough rice from farmers to, to feed that mill. Uh, also loaded uh, quite a few rough rice barges in the day yep. uh, when, when that was really flowing big in the late 90s. From there, got a chance to go to Washington, D.C., worked for the USA Rice Federation, got to lobby on the 2002 Farm Bill, uh, and was obviously a staff member there, so staffed several committees. Uh, Rice Millers Association was was one of the committees I was on, so got to meet Carl Brothers and Terry Harris and Danny Kennedy uh, during that time. And, and when they found out I was from Arkansas, they said, hey, you, you get ready to come back home, uh, give us a call. And uh, so so about two years of D.C. was all I needed. Uh, country Boy was ready to come back home. Yep. And uh, so I gave them a call and came back to, uh, to, came to Riceland in 2003, uh, went into the export sales department and traveled the world for 14 years uh, selling rice, touched almost every continent you could touch uh, selling rice for the, for the cooperative. And then in 2017, uh, Bill Reed decided to retire, who had been our longtime government affairs person here at Riceland. Uh, the team asked me if I'd be willing to take that portfolio, and I said, sure, I would. So, so got back into the politics thing, so uh, a lot of trips to Riceland. Of course, uh, very active on the 2018 Farm Bill. I really enjoyed that work. And then, and then most recently, I've been able to serve the cooperative as the chief of staff. Uh, I enjoyed that role quite a bit, and now, as we know here, most recently, I've, I've been selected to be the next CEO. Wonderful. That's a that's a great career so far, and and uh, hope it uh, continues on that that path. That, that's wonderful. Going back to your time in D.C., um, did you learn, or were were there some things that you picked up on, about Riceland while you were in D.C. that? Uh, our farmer members may may be interested in or, or not know about. Yeah, I, I think w- was very clear to me whether whether it was uh, the USA Rice Federation as the trade association, or even to staffers on Capitol Hill. Uh, anytime you mention the name Riceland Foods, respect was immediately given uh, as a leader in the industry. Not only just for the position as being the largest marketer and miller of rice and, and a major soybean crusher. But just the people, uh, you could tell that the, the relationships that uh, Carl Brothers and Terry Harris and Bill Reed and Danny Kennedy and others over time had built there 
people respected their opinion uh, about the industry just from their deep knowledge of it. So again, whether even going back to my export sales day, wh whether I was in Taiwan or Washington, D.C., if you say the word Riceland, uh, it gains respect and yeah. it's been, been well deserved, of course. Good, good. You had mentioned that, um, you'd mentioned Danny's name a couple of times, but uh, you, you and I kind of have a uh, same, same, I guess, time frame here. We've both worked under three different CEOs. Mm -hmm. In your case, you're working under yourself now, but, mm -hmm. but uh, it, it is uh, interesting going back and thinking about Mr. Bell and Danny Kennedy and then Jason. Mm -hmm. if, have you reflected or had a time to sit down and think about that and, and say, hey, I, I liked what this one did or this one, and, mm -hmm. and had a chance to reflect uh, some of their tips and tricks and things that they did. Yeah, you know, when, when I think about those three men, obviously when I came in 2003, Mr. Bell uh, was still here. You know, one of the things that I really admired about Mr. Bell was uh, he always stayed connected with the right people. Yep. Uh, you, you know, he, he, had a, he had a Rolodex uh, back in those days. Oh, yeah. uh, he could call anybody in Washington, D.C., anybody in Little Rock. Uh, he just had a great network of people. And, but he also expanded, uh, I thought, his network in the business community. You know, mm -hmm. we, we think of Mr. Bell as kind of someone coming from Washington. You know, he had, he had worked in the, the Nixon administration and, uh, and came out of that and, and, you know, had a long career in D.C., of course. But, but I just think about the way he used the connections that he had but also worked to, to expand that network. Yeah. Uh, so having those connections is important. With, and then working working with Danny Kennedy, uh, obviously Danny was a. <clears throat> I felt like Danny was the perfect blend of of kind of the good old country boy from the farm, yep. uh, but also the big corporate company uh, employee that he was yep. when he worked for Monsanto. So obviously uh, Danny very smart uh, right. and, and very strategic in in the things that he did, and uh, but always always liked the way Danny could could connect to. To the you know to anybody, yeah. uh, whether he was on the turn row or whether he was on K Street in D.C., he could connect with people. Mm -hmm. uh, so so I really thought uh, well of him of that. And then and then recently working with Jason, Jason was very structured in his approach to the business. You know, you never walked in a meeting where where there was an agenda planned and, mm -hmm. and items uh, placed out there that were going to be discussed. So so his structure for the business uh, re really took a lot from that. Yeah, interesting. Um, so, as we mentioned earlier, you've been been the new CEO now for a little over a month, about a month and a half. What's a typical day for Kevin and, and uh, the CEO of Riceland Foods? Well, it's it's typically busy with a lot of meetings. <laughs> that, that's for sure. Uh, but you, but you didn't know, realize that they had so many meetings. That's exactly you? right. Yeah. You know, that's exactly right. Because you know, obviously. Um, my previous roles have always been fairly focused. You know, if I was in export sales, I was focused on export sales, or in government affairs, I was focused in government affairs. But now, as a CEO role, uh, you, you kind of have that umbrella uh, role, yep. if you will, of, of overseeing the entire cooperative. Right. Uh, so, so definitely getting to do a deep dive into our financials, mm -hmm. uh, looking at more things on the operational side. Uh, so, so getting getting exposed to a lot of things, doing some deep dive in some areas that that maybe I haven't had a lot of exposure to. But look, here, here's the greatest thing about being a CEO is it's not all on me. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a great team here. We have a great leadership team in place that's 
uh, solely responsible for all of these different areas. Yep. And then obviously as you even go down deeper into the organization in our middle management areas, again, we've just really got some quality people here at Riceland and mm -hmm. that are deeply committed uh, to this cooperative. So that, that makes the CEO role easier, if you will, in the yep. fact that you know you got a great team. Yeah, yeah, good. So I guess it was a little over a week ago we had our January two-day board meeting. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you got to officiate and, and be the uh, CEO of your first board meeting. Mm -hmm. What'd you come away with? You know, I, I came away again impressed uh, with this board as I always am. I, I told I told the board uh, during that that meeting that when I look out in that boardroom and I look around the, that table, I see 24 professionals. Uh, those are men and women, many of them who are operating multi-million dollar operations as most of our members yep. are, as big as the operations have, have gotten now. And, and that I covet their feedback. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we as a management team, I said, look, we as a management team are going to partner with this board uh, to lead this cooperative to where it needs to go and, and definitely need their expertise, need their business expertise on you know, how are they handling this high inflationary period that, that we're in? Uh, how are they handling the labor shortages on their operations? So uh, many of the things that are happening on the farm or in their big operations are the same things that the cooperative is dealing with. Uh, so, so again, I, I view that as a, as a very collaborative relationship between management and the board. Uh, the same way I see it with between the management and, and the membership. Uh, is that this should be a two-way communication and uh, taking ideas from each other and, and listening to what's going well, but also listening to what's not going yep. so well. So, so I, again, I thought the board meeting went, went really great. Uh, it just gave us an opportunity to build those relationships, deepen those relationships with each other because, it, again, to lead the cooperative the way uh, that it needs to go is we've got to have those deep relationships between board members and, and management. Yep. Good. I'm not going to throw you a curveball, but I'm not going to give you a softball either. Mm -hmm. What is your vision for Riceland? What, what do you see us doing in the in the next, you know, ten years, five sure. years? What 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 would you like to to see uh, this co-op come out of here? I always start when you talk about the cooperative. I always start with the people. Mm -hmm. um, so. Why, why does the co-op exist? Uh, the co-op exists to serve the farmer members at a high level, and it also is there to provide marketing opportunities for their crops. When you say those words, service, uh, marketing opportunities, I don't want us to lose the people part of both of those activities. Mm -hmm. So. So I want to be able to, number one, for our employees, I, I want our employees to feel valued respected, to know that they are coming to work in a safe place, uh, that, that we truly have that family atmosphere. Because at the end of the day, we spend more time with these people here at work than we do our own families. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so when I use the term Riceland family, I, I truly think that's what it is. For, for the membership, I want us to get big blue pride back again. Mm -hmm. I, I, want, I want members of Riceland Foods to be proud to wear that Riceland hat or, or be, uh, feel good about wearing that Riceland shirt to town. Um, because at the end of the day, uh, as a cooperative, and it's just part of our DNA, we are totally invested in our communities, which means we are totally invested in the people uh, of the communities. And our membership is the biggest part of that. Mm -hmm. you, you know, with the 5,500 
members that we have that are scattered all over this region and really all over this country as mm -hmm. we, we think about a full member in this thing. It's about their interaction with the cooperative. I, I want the members to know that this team gets up every day thinking about how we can serve them better and thinking of new ways, giving them new opportunities to market their crops with this cooperative. So, so five years from now, 10, 10 years from now, do I want this cooperative to grow financially? Sure. Uh, you know, we're, we're a little over a billion dollar business now. 10 years from now, if we were a $3 billion business, would that be success? Sure. But, but at the end of the day, I want us to build the people relationships uh, because without a motivated workforce to um, implement the strategy that we would come up on the business front, and without a dedicated and loyal membership to bring us those commodities, we're out of business. Mm -hmm. so, so at the end of the day, it's about the people. And, and that's what I'm going to wake up trying to do every day is to make sure employees and members are fired up about Big Blue. There you go. Great. Look forward to it. Look forward to it. You, you'd mentioned employees, and I don't know if you realize this, but ever since the announcement of you becoming our new CEO, the uh, employee morale and the atmosphere of the employees and, and the atmosphere at the headquarters and in the plants and in the dryers and, and everywhere has has been exciting. They, they, they've, as you mentioned earlier, when they wake up, they're, they're looking forward to coming to work. They're, they're excited about working with and for you. Has that um, given you more energy to, to uh, get out there and do, do even more for those, those folks? No doubt. You know, that, that's been the, uh, uh, that was probably one of my, my biggest surprises. Yep. Um, but, but really, it was really one of the greatest confirmations for me that this was the right decision for me uh, mm -hmm. and my family. You know, obviously, it's a very big decision, uh, yeah. you know, to, to decide to accept this position or not because of the great responsibility uh, that it is. But, but you know, that, that day when the announcement was made and, and I started getting text messages from the headquarters about you know, using words like, you know, the, the clouds have parted and mm -hmm. the sun is shining and yep. folks are laughing and smiling and, and peps and steps again. You know, that, that did Kevin's heart good yep. and, and really confirmed um, that, that we'd made the right decision yep. and that uh, this was really going to be something good going forward. Good. It, it is. We, we, we do believe in that. Kind of uh, moving to another topic here. In uh, February, we start our w district winter meetings, mm -hmm. and uh, the first one's February the eighth in Hazen for that district. What are you? Uh, what do you hope that the farmers come away from these meetings learning, and mm -hmm. and what what they what's their takeaway from these yeah. meetings? You know what what, <clears throat> what I've asked the team to do on, on those district meeting presentations, Bill, is to let's get very district focused. You know the. You know, 40 years ago, um, you know, their, their dads and granddads would come to those meetings with pencil and paper in hand. And, and when Mr. Bell or others got up there and gave those USDA numbers that had just come out, you know, they were writing down because that's the only place you could get them, right? Yeah. Well, today you can pull up those numbers on your phone. We could mm -hmm. pull that up here in the next five seconds. So, so those meetings uh, need to change in, in two ways. One, they need to change in the fact that, th that we need to present information at that meeting 
that's the only place you can get that information. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, to me, that's the only reason you go to any conference or any meeting is there's going to be a presentation there or some information there that that's the only place I can get it. Yep. So, so we want to be very district-focused on the information. How are the dryers doing in that district, and then how is the district doing as a whole? And then also uh, to promote an environment there where we build relationships again with the people. We, we, we need to celebrate the people that are in the district, the employees and the membership. And we need to have a little fun. Yeah. You know, we need to give away a door prize or two mm-hmm. and, and laugh and cut up a little bit. So, so again, just want to bring that, that Riceland family atmosphere back mm-hmm. to those meetings. And, uh, yeah, we we got to have a PowerPoint presentation, of course, <laughs> but to, to get some of that information across. But uh, a little less dry and a little more fun yep. and, uh, and, and a little more information really about the district and how's the district doing. Good. Yeah. Well, we look forward to running all those meetings. We'll have uh, eight of them in, in the month of February, so kind of keep your ears and eyes open, and, and uh, your uh, local dryer will, will let you know, plus we'll have mail-outs coming, coming soon. But uh, we, uh, I know the first two, February the 8th is uh, in Hazen, and February the 9th is down at Pendleton, so those are the first two right out of the chute, and well, there'll be more to come after that. So. And, and Bill, Lord willing, I'm going to be present at every district meeting. Uh, I've asked the leadership team to be present as much as yep. they can. Good. Uh, so, so there'll be uh, there'll be leadership there for members to talk. And I'd I'd love to meet everyone. Yep. Uh, please please come and let's meet and visit, and uh, and and just build those relationships. Well, Kevin, that uh, pretty much wraps up our podcast. But I'd, I'll give you the closing in remarks and, and uh, tell your, our farmer members and our, our guests that are out there listening to us today uh, what, what's, what's uh, left, left to tell them. Well, Bill, again, I would just say, again, I'm uh, humbled and, and honored uh, to be chosen at this position. Again, this is never a position that I, that I ever saw myself in. Uh, did not seek the position, uh, so uh, I, t- I told the one group it literally got drafted uh, on that day. <laughs> but uh, but as I, I've told every CEO that I've ever worked for, I'm a team player and yeah. coach. If you need me, put me in. So so I'm in. I'm going to do my best to to again build those relationships to to make sure people are first mm-hmm. in this organization, uh, and this team will always know they're they're here to serve the members. And, and I hope every member of Riceland Foods truly understands uh, that, that old quote of membership has its privileges. Yep. And uh, that's what we want to build here at Riceland. I look forward to helping out on that and look forward to uh, working with and for you and, and all the membership. And uh, until next time, thank you very much, Kevin. Thank Appreciate you, you. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us for today's show of The Graniacs. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our channel. And be sure and follow us on social media. For more information about the Graniacs, Riceland Foods, or just rice in general, visit us at riceland.com or riceland.coop. Thanks again, and we look forward to having you listen in on our next podcast.